Welcome to episode 54 of the Leadership in Context podcast with Keith Tusi. You are not responsible for what you don't have, but you are entirely responsible for what you do have. Hi, this is Keith Tusi, and welcome to Leadership in Context. Thanks so much for joining me, and I hope you'll invite a friend to join us too. You know, we're covering some material in the last two podcasts, and in the next six where we talk about eight really life-changing principles about money that are contained in the New Testament in 2 Corinthians 8 and 9. And we're just going through those two chapters, and I'm sharing with you some Bible doctrine, really, some theology about how God feels about money, how God thinks about money, and a culture of healthy finance that we need to adopt. You know, how we think about money, not just how much money we have, is a great determining factor in our life. Most Western thinking, most American thinking that is very materialistic focuses on how much money we have, not how we use money. Uh, So these verses, these chapters are a teaching about the proper use of money, and the proper use comes with the proper mindset. Now, I'm just going to use one verse today. I very rarely do that because I like to have bigger text and context. But this verse has so impacted my life for over 30 years that I just can't help sharing about it. It's one of my life verses. I have two life verses. This is one of them. And it's 2 Corinthians 8.12. And it says this, For if the readiness or the willingness is present... It is acceptable according to what a person has, not according to what he does not have. What is this saying? God is not going to judge us on what we don't have, but he is going to hold us accountable for what we do have. You are not responsible for what you don't have, but you are entirely responsible for what you do have. Again, let's go back to the parable of the talents. He gave one talent to one person, two talents to another person, five to another. That's what they got. To some he gave more, to some he gave less. They were responsible for what they were given. Now this concept, this understanding, this doctrine or theology is so freeing because you are never in a victim position. You can always be rolling forward when you really really believe this. He says here that if we look at what we have as opposed to what we don't have, many people are paralyzed in life because they're always looking at what they don't have. I don't have this. I don't have an education. I don't live here. I don't know this person. I don't have this ability. This is what I don't have. Well, it's okay to identify some of those things because quite frankly, Maybe you need to go and get some of those things, but you're not going to get them by sitting there wishing you had them or complaining about them, but taking a real inventory and saying, what do I have? You know, if you're a business owner, you can talk about, man, if I had a better location, if I had a better salespeople, if I had better equipment, okay, that's nice. You need to work for that. But with what you have right now, what could you do better? 
with what you have, with the time you have, with the people you have, with the resources you have, with the contacts you have, with the contracts you have, with the vendor relations you have, with whatever it is that you have, what could you do with them? See, this is free. This is liberty. What do I have? When I used to teach as a pastor, we had something we called the Get Out of Debt Club. And I would lean heavy right here in this portion of scripture. And one of our exercises was I would have people take out a tablet and say, okay, I want you to write down what you have. And everybody would just stare at me like a deer in a headlight. Like, Pastor Keith, what do you mean? I'm saying, just start making a list of what you have. Well, what do you mean? I said, you know, the things that you have, you, you mean like our house or our car or our dog? Yeah. Make it like, do like you, you got a pencil? And, and they would just look and disbelieve and say, well, we would be here all day. Exactly. <laughs> That's my point. We would be here forever if we just started writing all the things that we have. See, this principle is so true in ministry. You can look at the life of a church or a life of a ministry or a mission organization and you can talk about we don't have, you know, we don't have this dynamic person. We don't have this great organizer. We don't have all this money. But what do you have? Who are the people that God has given you? And are you doing the best to get them to perform at their talent level? Whatever it is, if it's one talent or two talents or five talents, that's really not your concern. Maybe even none of your business. But it is your job to get them to operate efficiently at the maximum level that God has created to do. It's not according to what a man does not have. God does not look at your life and feel sorry for you. God looks at your life and he sees that inventory list. He sees all this stuff you have, the talent you have, the thoughts you have, the friends you have, the equity you have, the relationships you have. God looks at all those things that you have and the Holy Spirit is imploring you to do something with that. What has God given you? This is just like a life principle that is so ingrained into my thinking that when God moves on my heart or I see an opportunity with something, whether it's business or ministry or finance, family, it all applies. It's not according to what you do not have. That's the debit column. What do you have? You know, there's times I've said to people, sometimes you've got to go to bed later and get up earlier because you that's what that's all you have. You've got to cash that time in and you've got to make great use of that time. And he's talking to people here about giving. And a lot of times people are paralyzed from giving because they look at what they don't have and they miss the opportunity of what they do have to give something. And often we don't give something because we think we can't give everything. Well, my little bit, my little bit of prayer isn't going to matter. My little bit of serving or helping isn't going to matter. My little bit of money isn't going to matter. See, God is the creative God. God takes those things and he incubates those things and he multiplies those things. God is after our heart. And the reason this truth is so important to us is that where man's treasure is, his heart is. And so if we'll understand with our money, it's not according to what we do not have. You know, I can see a great need and say, you know, I can't meet that need, but I can put something toward that need. I can do something. It's not according to what, oh, if I had a million dollars, have you ever heard that? If I had a million dollars, you know, one of the things I would do in our get out of debt club sometimes, I didn't do this all the times, but sometimes 
I would do this, and I do this with ministry candidates a lot. I'd say, if I gave you $10,000 now, what would you do with that? Really, what would you do with it right now? If somebody just gave you $10,000 and said you could do anything you want with it, what would you do with it? That may reveal some of your financial thinking. And and, and it's okay if you need something. Yeah, I got to get the car fixed. I got to get the roof fixed. That That's legitimate. But what is your financial philosophy about those things? What has God given you? Stop thinking about what you don't have and realize that God has given you something wonderful that you can use. You might not have $50,000 to give, but you might have 50 cents. That counts to a great God. Are you hearing me? Those people who think when I have more time, when I have more talent, when I have more money, then I'll stop giving or I'll start giving, excuse me. Ask some of those people that have arrived how that's working out for them. I've been ministering to people for a long time, leading organizations, leading churches. Listen, I have very seldom, if ever, seen that work. I, I can't think of a time where I've seen it work. Maybe it has for somebody somewhere, some way. When I get it, then I'll start using it. No, use what you have right now. What do you have at your disposal? What is your dream? What is your vision? What is your goal? Let's even take knowledge. If I only knew what to do. But you know what? I bet you know something you know you can do. You might not know everything, but you know something. Do the something. While you're waiting on a revelation from God, while you're waiting on a prophetic directive, while you're waiting on the Lord to order your steps, there is something you know you can do. And that's the thing that God is going to hold you accountable to. You may not know about this great decision you have to make, but there might be some little things right now, or they appear little, that you know what to do about it. It might be simple as making a phone call or reaching out to somebody or showing kindness to somebody or serving somebody. What has God given you? It's not according to what you do not have. That does not move God. When he looks at you, he does not see an empty life. He does not see an empty head. He does not see an empty heart. He does not see an empty wallet. He looks at what you do have. What do you have? That's what God is going to judge us for. When we stand before God someday, and we will, he's not going to say, well, you should have had this and you should have had that. There may be some correlation to some of those things if we were bad stewards. But we're going to be held accountable for what we had the ability to invest. It's according to what a man has. This life principle has revolutionized my life. This is one of the things that impacts me day in and day out. It's down in the marrow of my soul. And I would invite you just to get a hold of this in your heart. Believe that and begin to operate it, and you will find a liberty and a blessing that you've never experienced before. It's contagious, too. Today, Keith continued the discussion on giving. How we think about money is a great determining factor in our lives. When God looks at your life, He sees the inventory list of what you have. 
with what you have right now, what could you do better? Thanks for listening this week to another episode of Leadership in Context with Keith Tusi. Join us next week as Keith continues to put leadership truths in the context of the local church. As always, subscribe, like, rate, and share our podcast. For show notes or to ask Keith a question, email podcast at inourpastors.com. If you would like more information, you can check out our website, find us on Facebook, or follow us on Instagram at inourpastors. See you next week.